we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday! Yes, it's Tuesday. We are here. Yes, we are. How you guys feeling? Blessed, black, and highly favored. What's happening? You started doing our Halloween shopping for the kids yet? What is Halloween shopping? Getting costumes. Oh, yeah, the wife been doing that, but, I mean, they know what they want to be. They want to, well, one of them know what they want to be. Yeah, they, my my kids finished yesterday. There was one outfit I had to get, the Banana Man from uh, Fortnite. My son was like, I want to be the Banana Man. I was like, I don't even know what the Banana Man from Fortnite did is. Did you tell him his daddy is a Banana Man? There you go. Why did I even go there? Like, I'm trying to talk family, like, what my kids want to be. Now your dad want to be a Banana Man. I just asked if he knows his dad is a Banana Man. Hey, I was asking goodness. questions, bro. Is that a compliment? Are you flirting with me this morning? No. Hmm. It's not a compliment. Yeah, but he, he wants to be a banana man from Fortnite. Uh, Yeah, my daughter wants to be uh, the werewolf from Zombies. Zombies part one and two. I don't know how many zombie parts it is. I know it's at least two. Hmm. She wants to be the black uh, 
The black w- woman werewolf. I can't remember her name. She's a, a, I don't know if she's a werewolf or just a wolf on Zombies 1 or 2. I don't but That's who know. she wants to be. I, I thought the werewolf had a mask, so you don't... Uh, nah, Zombies is different. Zombies is like this dance musical on Disney Plus. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. Now, what about you? You, you dressing up this year? Uh, I don't think so, no. You don't go out for Halloween? Where? Wherever you would go out. You go out for Halloween? I, I used to work Halloween. Yeah, DJ. Yeah, we go out for Halloween. Oh, mm-hmm. I go out for Halloween for the kids. Well, you got your kids. Trick or treat. Y'all don't go to like parties for yourself. I usually DJ, and I definitely dress up when I take. Yeah, you guys, but but you guys have kids. Y'all dress up because of that. But also, you think you would if you didn't have kids? Yes, I DJ. I go out DJ every year. Halloween is a big. Well, I'm saying, but you're not going out just night. for fun. Yes, I went to a Halloween party. You're getting paid. You're getting paid to but go out. Not, I go out work. with the wife. It's, it's, I have the most time on Halloween dressing up and, and partying with the wife. That, that was fun. Last time I went, out, last time I've been out on Halloween was years ago. But it was a uh, la 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 had a Halloween party. At- Towel, right? That, that, yeah, yeah I I've been to one of their Halloween parties, but it was an ugly sweater party, so you just wear one of your ugly sweaters. Oh no, nah, it was a Halloween. It was a full blown Halloween party when I went because right. I was Black Panther and my wife was Storm. Okay. All right, well, let's get the mm-hmm. show cracking. Ed Sheeran will be joining us this morning. My guy. Mm-hmm. He's got. He's on tour, actually. The Mathematics Tour started, and uh, he's got a new album coming, too. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Right. Well, so we're going to kick it with Ed Sheeran in a little bit, and then we got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes, yeah, student loan forgiveness applications are now. Now formally open. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. The last night the Yankee game was postponed, but in Monday Night Football, the Broncos beat the Chargers. I'm sorry, the Chargers beat the Broncos 19-16. Why they postpone the game? Rain. Yeah, it was raining. Oh. Rain delay. It was a three-hour rain delay. People were upset because they went to the field. They went to the stadium anyway. And then they waited for three hours to say that the game was postponed. So people yeah, were Yeah, they were like, at 7 o'clock, we'll give you an update on whether or not, it, what time it's going to happen or mm-hmm. if it's going to happen. But so I guess they couldn't today, tell. Right? They was hoping that the rain would let up. But uh, yeah, people were at that stadium three, four hours before they would let, before they would, you know, tell them what, if it was canceled or postponed. So it's postponed today. Yeah. All right. And Joe Biden announced the formal launch of the federal application for Americans seeking student loan forgiveness. So, you can now apply to get that student loan forgiveness. We'll tell you how to do that. Uh, He posted on Twitter, I recently announced my administration's plan to relieve up to $20,000 in student loan debt if you received a Pell Grant and up to $10,000 if you didn't. Today, I'm announcing how working and middle-class folks can apply for that relief. And he said, folks, apply for student loan debt relief today. No forms, no special login. It's available in English and Spanish and on desktop and mobile, and it'll take you less than five minutes. So go to studentaid.gov, and then you go to the section on student loan debt relief and click apply now. So you just have to give your basic personal information, your name, social security number, date of birth, phone number, and email address. They don't need documentation about your income, your student loans, or anything. Then you review the eligibility rules and confirm that you're a match. That means that you make less than $125,000 a year or that your household makes less than $250,000 a year. If you meet those eligibility rules, you click the box confirming everything you provided is true and click submit. After that, it should take four to six weeks to process. Yeah, I got a friend that did it uh, actually last night, and uh, she said she got a reply already, and now she's waiting to possibly get it, you know, Same. I was watching. I was watching uh, MSNBC this weekend, and I heard uh, our very own Nyla Simone, dropping the clues bombs for Nyla Simone, I heard her say that she was on the cross-connection with Tiffany Cross, and she said she did it, and it took less than five minutes. Mm-hmm. All right, now Missouri police have allegedly dismissed claims about some abducted black women, and then a woman escaped from a basement. This is in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Uh, Timothy M. Hazard, 39 years old, was arrested on October 7th after a woman escaped his home. And now those police officers are getting criticism from some members of the community. They were accused of, like I said, dismissing those claims until that happened. There was a 22-year-old woman who fled. She showed up at the front door of her neighbor's home. She had been held captive for a month in the basement. She was wearing lingerie, a metal collar with a padlock, and duct tape around her neck. According to the court documents, it was readily apparent that she had been held against her will for a significant period of time. Now, they have alleged that four girls have been killed and three went missing in the area, according to the newspaper, uh, the Kansas City Defender. Now, a nonprofit media startup posted a video to TikTok alleging that a serial killer had been targeting young black girls in the area. Mm. 
That video did go viral. And the Kansas City Police Department spokesperson Donna Drake said in a statement there was no basis to support this rumor and said the reports are completely unfounded. The woman who escaped is black and she told investigators that Hazlitt allegedly picked her up on Prospect Avenue in September, then kept her in a small room in a basement that he built and allegedly kept her restrained by her feet and ankles and whipped her repeatedly. According to the affidavit, she was only able to escape when he left to take his child to school. And she was then treated at the hospital and released. Did those people not learn anything from Dahmer? And that is really, yes. Uh-uh. You know what I'm I, And that's exactly what I thought about when I read this story about how with Jeffrey Dahmer, the neighbors, everybody in the community, there was a time when a, a victim did even escape. And the police brought the victim back into the house. That's crazy. Even though the person was underage, he didn't have any ID, he was clearly disoriented, but... You know, the black women in the neighborhood were like, look, there's something going on there. And they did not investigate those claims or do anything. Yeah, after watching Dama, I don't know how you could not listen to anyone alerting you to things mm-hmm. like that. Like, go check the dude's fridge, check his basement. And people like him, you can't kill either. You got to interrogate yes. him thoroughly and see if he's connected to something larger. You know what I mean? See if there's like a ring or some type of trafficking going on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, and by the way, after the uh, woman escaped and searched for help, she told neighbors that her friends didn't make it and that he killed them. Wow. All right, well, that is Did they lock the dude up? Well, yeah, they have him now. Oh, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Wake up. Wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello. Who's this? Um, hello, DJ. Good morning. Hey, Trav. Um, this, I'd like to stay anonymous, please. I'm anonymous. Is this Trav the Dallas Cowboy fan? Uh-oh. You almost had me fooled, Trav. We missed you yesterday. You sounded like you sounded like a power you sounded like a power top for a minute, Trav, just for a second. We're so sorry, man. Peace, I, sis. I heard the losing this all in your voice, Trav. Uh, like, I'm calling and saying, Envy, don't be harassing me on my Instagram page, Envy. Leave me alone. Okay? The Cowboys, <laughs> we're gonna be all right. You just hype because you got you five and one, but who gave you that one loss? I, I don't know. The losers that maybe the team that lost last week to the Eagles. So what's Hey man. Wait, Trap, aren't you in Philly? Yes, I am. I went to the game the other day and I got harassed mm. at the game the other day. It was horrible. I was I was talking about crap when we were seventeen twenty, but then I had to sit down and be quiet for You think maybe you was bad luck? No, I'm never bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> <All> <laughs> This is Cooper Rush playing horribly, and our defense not showing up. That's what it was. No, oh, you didn't get no D this time, huh? Oh wow! <laughs> but sorry. Yes, sir. We still got this, baby. We good, bro. bro. We got. <laughs> our, listen, there's only four teams in the NFC with a winning record. Three of them in the NFC East. We one of them. Okay. Like, and we did this with a backup quarterback. We four and two with a backup quarterback, and Dak will be back this week. Well, listen, I want y'all three to check something out later. I'll be dropping all. Y'all know Diddy happened to got a move one challenge. I don't okay. know if y'all saw that or not. Ray song, and I'll be dropping mine later. And I'm gonna be quite honest. I think I have the best one. I can't wait to see it. Right, you Travis. ain't move. You ain't move on though. You still love that dude. I mean, I do. Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Trap. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up? This is Tyler calling back. Tyler, good morning. Calling back from when? Good morning. Uh, I called in yesterday, man. Charlemagne cut me off because I ain't appreciate his attitude. I didn't cut you off. How I cut you off? You cut no, no, no. You cut me off, bro. Oh, whoever did red. I was up there trying to get it off my chest. I was having a rough, a hell of a week, as you would like to say, Charlemagne. And all I was trying to do was just let the world know. Y'all was like, all you had to say was, man, y'all, I'm glad you're alive, King. That's it. That, that, that was not me that cut you off, bro. No, I don't yeah, whatever, bro. Is he cut, off, whatever, bro. cut you off. I don't even control the phone. Good. Go ahead, Tyler. It's all good. Like I said, right, hey, all I'm saying is, one, I want to share some light on the Brittany Griner situation. Free Brittany Griner. I feel like the government is playing both sides, all right? So that's one thing. I want to get that off my chest. Free Brittany Griner. Joe Biden, do your job. 
Don't worry about this I, election. You ain't getting reelected no way anyway. Hey, I saw Russia. I saw them say yesterday that uh, that, yeah, that free and Britney Grinder ain't one of their priorities. Not at all. That's right. That's what I'm saying. So it's messed up. So we put shed some more light on that situation. Don't forget, y'all need to say it as well and keep reminding folks. Free Britney Grinder. You feel me? And uh, on another note, uh, I got a clothing brand, man, and I'd appreciate some support because I did lose my job a couple weeks ago, and I'm just trying to get my brand off the ground so I can eat out here. You feel me? What's the name of the brand? Brand is called Dingo. Dingo 0925. I oh, I remember that. Yeah, this car shows. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know you remember that. Yeah, everyone knows it, right? Yeah. Now, you said everybody knows it. <laughs> a lot of people know it. A lot of people know it. You feel me? But we're going to be worldwide, <laughs> real strong, and I would appreciate y'all support. Our website is dngo0925.com. I'd appreciate any and all support, man, for real. I'm just trying to do my thing out here, uh, trying to be and start my own legacy and build something for my family. That's all I'm trying to do, man. There yes, you go. sir. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Good morning, it's Andrew. What's up, Andrew? Get it off your chest, bro. Good morning, guys. First, I would like to say... uh, Thank you, uh, Charlemagne, for um, putting together the Mental Wealth Expo. It was very good. Thank you, brother. Yeah, and I, I, I really did. You know, I, I know people want to take all the pictures and everything, but, um, you know, thank you, man. So That's real. I appreciate you. We're doing it again next year. Next year will be the third annual, brother. Yeah, I was just wondering, though, is there any way to, like, do micro ones? I know you do one big one, right? But, yeah, that uh, no, that's that's something that's something that I've been I've been working on, thinking about doing. You know, my guy Jay Barnett, uh, you know, he's a licensed therapist. He was there on the Black Men's Panel moderating it. He does something called the Just Heal Bro Tour, which is kind of like a micro event. You know, so yeah, we're thinking about doing things like that throughout the year. I actually did the Just Heal Bro Tour in my hometown of Charleston, South Carolina, um, this summer. But I'm definitely thinking about some smaller events for people throughout the year because I know we need this help year round. You know, right. And uh, Envy, uh, I did go to your car show, and uh, that was amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, your team is really good. That was my first ever putting my... I've been in plenty of car shows, but that's the first time I've actually took the time and got my my red nose magnum together, and uh, me, me and uh, two of my friends, we actually made it. What car did, which, which show did you go to? Which, which city? I went to the... Uh, Atlantic City. Oh, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Did you enjoy the BMX, the BMX bikes or, or yeah, the wheelie? You know, Did you try to wheelie? Did you I learn how to wheelie? wheelie? Yeah, I was going to do that, but we were so caught up with all the cars and uh, the Rolls Royces and everything and, you know, talking with everybody. I met a lot of good people down there. The, the lady from Pennsylvania with the uh, purple big wheel Caprice. Yeah, that was dope, right? Yeah, we we got to talking and you know I had a lot of fun. My, my fiance, that was her first ever time doing it. She had a lot of fun too. Now, now she wants me to fix my car even more. So okay, well hopefully I'll see you next year at the, at the next show, man. We that's what it's about, you know, meeting people, bringing families together, and have a, a good positive time with no BS. Yeah, I'm definitely coming again. Well, thank, thank you, brother. You. All right. You're welcome. The next show is actually in Alabama, Huntsville, November 27th. So if you're around Huntsville, Mobile, Birmingham, uh, parts of, of Tennessee, parts of Florida, parts of Georgia, join me November 27th. Hello, who's this? Man, Santos, man. Santos, man. Santos, man. Good morning, man. everybody. 
Good morning. What's up, my chance. brother? Man, I just want to let everybody know, man, like, these drivers out here is crazy, man. People do not know how to drive, man. Common <laughs> sense, man. I know that feeling. What are you? You a, li- you a ride share driver or something? Nah, I do, like, I do trucks, but I go home every day, which is the most important part. You know what I'm saying? Where but, are you? Like, I'm, I'm on my way to Massachusetts right now. I live in New York, so I'm on my way to Massachusetts right now. Okay. But, like, these Connecticut people... Everything like it's just crazy, man. Like, just learn how to drive, man. True indeed, my brother. <laughs> All right, thank you, brother. You already know. Be safe out there. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes, and let's talk about YK Osiris. We told you about some disturbing things that he said online. We said y'all need to send him some love. We'll we'll tell you what he had to say to explain why he was feeling neglected. All right, we'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good Yo. morning. All right, let's get to the rumors. Charlemagne, before we get to the rumors, you ever did something like you were supposed to do something for your wife? Or you supposed to do something for your man, and then whatever you're supposed to do, you brought with you and forgot to do it, and it's with you now, and you just feel like an idiot? No. Like, I don't understand what that, that means. Like, I was I supposed took, to do I, something for my wife, I do it. I took a key, and I was supposed <clears> to do something, and I, for, and I forgot to do it, but I took the key to do it, and I just never did it. No. I do stuff like that ass. all the time, and hmm? about a lot of things. You said what? I forget to do everything. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk YK Osiris. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has Well, yesterday we were talking about YK Osiris and a video that he posted during a recent Instagram Live where he was driving around and he just wasn't happy with his life. Here's what he said in that video. But like, I want to die. Like, I want to kill myself. I want to like leave this earth. But Satan telling me, I'm in LA. I got, if you want to come get me, come get me. I'm in LA. I'm going to Beverly Hills Center. That's where I'm going at. So if you want to come rob me, you want to come get me, come get me. I'm going to Beverly Hills Center. I don't have no friends. Y'all see who I'm with? Nobody. I'm nobody. Nobody nearest me. Nobody around me. Nobody is like near me. At the end of that video, he got out of his car and gave three kids in the corner $500 a piece and gave another $500 to a woman who saw that and asked him for money as well. And he went on to say that his baby mom always tells him that nobody Fs with him and that his ish is whack, his music, and... Damn that he believes her now. Well, he has since explained what was going on with him during that day when he was getting emotional. Here's what he said. Let's not get this misconstrued that Osiris was being emotional. Osiris was crying because certain people in the industry doesn't mess with him. That's not true. The reason I was crying, the reason that I was showing emotions, to let people know that other people feeling like this too. I show so much happiness and joy to people that I really love and I really mess with and I really look up to, but I don't get the same results. So that's the way I was feeling. And the devil trying to crush me, trying to break me down, he trying to break me to pieces, but I'm not gonna let him do that. And, I, and the devil is a liar. I'm not gonna let him do that, I'm a king. I am who I am. And I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna let nobody change that. And I'm so sorry to all my supporters, all my family that I showed that. He ain't got to apologize for that. You know, he he's, he's allowed to show his feelings. Stop telling men they can't show emotions. That's why you got a generation of sociopaths running around now. And also, I would tell him in the words of 50 Cent, uh, these industry dudes ain't friends. They know how to pretend. These, these are working relationships in this business. If you're blessed enough to establish some real relationships along the way, great. But for the most part, this is all business, baby. Facts. And why Osiris needs therapy. 
All right, now Young Miami has landed a role in season two of BMF on Stars. Congratulations hey. to her. She posted Meet Deanna season two, BMF season two this January on Stars. And then she posted another follow up tweet OMG, bitch, I'm crying. So congratulations to her. That's okay. a huge deal. Congrats to her. I'm going to include Bonds with Carisha. Can't wait to see 50 Cent take a picture with Carisha just to piss off Diddy. You know that's coming. Mm-hmm. You know that's coming. All right, Wendy Williams is opening a restaurant, according to Rosanna Scotto. And, you know, she's been loving the meatballs at certain restaurants, at this one restaurant called Fresco. That's Rosanna's restaurant. Yeah, Rosanna Scotto's mm-hmm. restaurant. And, um, you know, she's a Good Day New York co-host. And she said, the last time I talked to her, she's like, okay, Rosanna, I'm coming to Fresco, and I want the meatballs, and then you're going to help me open up my own restaurant. And I'm like, what, sister? You want to take my people away to your restaurant? So she said, I don't know if she wants me to waitress or what, but she did tell me she wants to open her own restaurant, and she wants me to help. If there is a restaurant from Wendy, it will be big competition, but I love her. Salute to Rosanna Scotto, man. Drop on a clues bomb for Rosanna Scotto. Too bad Wendy can't call it Wendy's. No, definitely can't call it Wendy's. (laughs) Rosanna's one of the most uh, pleasant spirits out here, man. Humble. Salute to Rosanna. Yep. Hardworking. Absolutely. She listens every morning before she gets to work. All right. And speaking of restaurants, James Corden has apologized after being banned from a restaurant in New York City. He was banned from Baltazar. Now, the restaurant owner, Keith McNally, said that James Corden issued an apology to him after he slammed him for his alleged behavior. So now he is allowing him back in the restaurant. He said, having effed up myself more than most people, I strongly believe in second chances. Now, what did happen? Well, apparently at one point he found a hair in his food back in June. And, uh, you know, McNally, the owner, said, although this is diabolical, it happens very occasionally in all restaurants. He said that James Corden finished eating his main course and then went to the uh, manager who was very apologetic, and then he said, get us another round of drinks this second and also take care of all of our drinks so far. This way I write any nasty reviews in Yelp or anything like that. And then in another incident that happened earlier in the month, he accused James Corden of complaining about his wife's food and started yelling like crazy to the server, you can't do your job, you can't do your job, maybe I should go into the kitchen and cook the omelet myself. And so the server initially didn't want to say anything, but she said she did publicize uh, his actions out of loyalty to restaurant servers everywhere. Don't tell me James Corden, one of those people who act uh, so goody two shoes on television, but he's really a, a, a D head behind the scenes. Well, he has apologized since then for. Oh, was he just behavior. having a bad night? This is more than one occasion. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Dang. So yeah, but you know they checked him publicly. He did mm-hmm. apologize. He's now allowed back in the restaurant, and this should be a lesson learned for him moving forward. You do pay attention to how somebody treats. You know, the, absolutely. If you if you want to see how uh, you know somebody's eventually going to treat you, watch how they treat people that can't do anything for them. All right, now Rihanna is allegedly returning with new music for Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. According to Hits Daily Double, she's going to uh, do a pair of songs on that soundtrack. That's a big deal. That's a nice way to come back. I should be out anytime then, because the movie comes forever. out November 11th, I believe. Yep, November 11th. Yeah, so the soundtrack should be dropping any day now. And she's been in the studio, so makes sense. You know what that means? That means iHeartRadio is going to play it every hour on every the hour. Every hour on the hour. Uh, when will it be? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next week, the week after next. I can feel it coming. Got a little time. You All know? right, well, Whoa. that is your rumor report. I can feel it coming. Whoa. Rihanna, every hour on the hour from the Wakanda Forever soundtrack. You kinky this morning. What the hell are you talking about? 
We got front page news coming up, Yeezy. Yes, and let's talk about Georgia, uh, the governor's debate in Georgia. Brian Kemp versus Stacey Abrams. We'll tell you some of the key things that happened. All right, and also Ed Sheeran will be joining us in a little bit. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Wherever you're going this summer, take Audible along. Listen to best-selling audiobooks like me and my wife's real-life, real-love book, exclusive originals, and podcasts all in the Audible app. Take a trip with the best in audio entertainment. Sign up for a free 30-day trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get into some front page news. Now, Monday Night Football, the Chargers beat the Broncos 19-16. That Russell Wilson experiment ain't working too well in the Broncos, huh? Mm-mm. What, they 2-4 and four now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the Yankees were supposed to play last night, but it was postponed because of the rain. Now, what else we got, Yeezy? All right, well, let's talk about the Georgia governor's debate that was yesterday that saw Republican Governor Brian Kemp versus Democrat Stacey Abrams. And there was also another a third candidate, too. Uh, libertarian uh, Shane Hazel, who was on stage as well. Okay, so a lot of things were discussed. Um, voting rights were discussed, health care, crime and punishment. So here is the governor, Brian Kemp, talking about g- buying guns and the background check uh, that is, he says, necessary. There's a federal background check on every individual that buys a firearm in the United States of America. Which shouldn't exist either. That is not true. That's not true. I understand the the point you're making, but the point is, when you buy a firearm, you get a background check. Mr. Kemp, None of of the laws changed. Mr. Kemp, if you purchase a weapon in Georgia through a gun sale or a private sale, through a gun show or a private sale, you're not subject to that. We're going to have to move. All right. Now, in addition to that, um, Brian kept kept bringing up the fact that he says that Stacey Abrams has no support from any sheriffs. And it's no secret that Brian Kemp has a lot of support from law enforcement groups. And Stacey Abrams responded by discussing her brothers and the nuances there. She has one brother who uh, committed a crime and went to jail and another brother who is a social worker who keeps on getting pulled over by the police for doing nothing wrong. Here's what else she said. Mr. Kemp, what you are attempting to do is continue the lie that you've told so many times. I think you believe it's the truth. I support law enforcement and did so for 11 years, worked closely with the Sheriff's Association. Unlike you, I don't have the luxury of relying on slogans to describe my position on public safety. I believe that we need safety and justice because I love both of my brothers. And like most Georgians, I lead a complicated life where we need access to help, but we also need to know that we are safe from racial violence. While you may not have had that experience, too many people I know have, and that is why I will always stand up for making certain that safety and justice are the conversations we're having in Georgia and the delivery we have as the next governor of Georgia. All right. And then uh, another thing they discussed was unemployment and, um, you know, money flowing through the black community. Here's what they said about that. We had the lowest unemployment rate in the country for African-Americans. We're in the top 10 of the states for black entrepreneurship. So our economy is incredible and we will continue to work with all of those entrepreneurs in the days ahead and working class Georgians because we are the ones that have been fighting for you when Miss Abrams was not. 
I would point out that Mr. Kemp did not address the needs of purchasing and contracts for black and brown owned businesses, which is what he has refused to do for the last 16 years. We know that $10.9 billion has been delivered to the state of Georgia through two recent acts at the con congressional level. It was only in July of this year that he finally acknowledged that there might be a problem. He has said that we need to study it. I would tell him just cheat off of my paper. I know the answer. Mm. I'll tell you one thing, Stacey Abrams and Brian Kemp, Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker, I can't wait to see how both of those are going to play out. I am invested in how those two contests play out. I know that's Georgia business, but boy, that Georgia business is highly entertaining. All right. Now let's talk about the world could be only a few years away from a cancer vaccine. Really? According, yes, uh, to the couple behind the Pfizer BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine, they feel that a cure for cancer or to changing cancer patients' lives is in our grasp, according mm. to Professor Azam Tarucci, he told BBC News in an interview over the weekend. It's a husband and wife duo that founded BioNTech in 2008, and that was for treatments for individualized uh, cancer treatment. But when the pandemic hit, they used that technology to create one of the first and most effective COVID-19 vaccines. Scientists have been working on this cancer vaccine for decades, so it looks like they're getting closer to that happening, they think, by 2030. Really? I know the world about to end now. Why you say that? They're about to shut this whole planet down. If they're coming up with cures for cancer, then that means they done cast out and they're on their way to Mars. But they've been working on this for decades. So uh, this is something that they feel like by 2030, and that's still mm. eight years away. Yeah. You know, something like this. what's the name of the company? Is, is possible. BioNTech. BioNTech. Yes. And they did the Pfizer vaccine. And, you know, that was like the earliest one. So... All right, and that is your front page news. They must got something new they're about to introduce us to. I would love to see a cure for cancer in my lifetime. I just don't feel like, you know, it uh, it behooves them to do that just because they make so much money off the treatments. Well, you know, they've been, um, they said their experience developing the COVID vaccine could help accelerate their work on a cancer vaccine. And they were developing this cancer vaccine for decades. And now with the COVID vaccine and their experience in developing it, um, developing that one, they said it gives back to their cancer work. So it's a blueprint, and now they feel like they are a lot closer. And does it matter what kind of cancer? Because there's so many different types of cancer. They, you know, I have no idea. Hey, that's just that, you can't, that's but it's cancer cells. So they said um, one approach is to teach the immune system to recognize and destroy cancer cells. I know there's cancer can hit any different area, and there's different types of cancer, but I mm -hmm. guess it's the cancer cells that cause cancer. So. All right, well, I'm going to throw some money into that stock today. All right. When we—that's what the hell you thinking about? I'm looking at it up. Yeah. Jesus absolutely. Christ. Yeah. I'm thinking about people actually living. I you know what well. I mean? Live being saved, and this mother guy could talk about stocks. I am as well. This guy I can't crazy. think about both. I got you. You just no. Think about one thing. Well, I'm thinking about both. I'm this thinking about lives being nuts. saved, and I'm thinking this might be a good stock to invest in as yeah, well. Think nothing about lives being saved. He's like, this is this not today. No, I said. I that will early. say though, people who invested in the Moderna and Pfizer stock early on when COVID started made a lot of money super early. Hmm. All right. All right. When we come back, Ed Sheeran will be joining us. We're going to kick it with Ed Sheeran, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, Ed Sheeran. What's up, my brother? <laughs> going on? Happy to be back. How was fatherhood, man? It's good. I've got two girls now. Yeah, two, no. two little girls. It's, um... Yeah, I mean, it's every challenge that everyone says, but it's so rewarding. I'm just glad that my first daughter now has a mate. Was she jealous at first? No, no, everyone said that she would be, but no, she wasn't. She was. Just, I think she was just really happy to be a sister, you know? Yeah, my brother was... was so jealous when I was born. He's only a year older than me. He yeah. used to, um, they had to like keep us separated because <laughs> he was always sitting on me and he thought I was a dog because we had a dog. My first daughter, she just wants to hug the whole time. That's so, sweet. And my second daughter is five months. So sometimes you're like, okay, like, <laughs> maybe Stop don't hugging jump her on. so yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. the age difference? I forgot. I think like 18, maybe 20 months, maybe 20 months. See, that's good. Yeah. See, my, my last three are all like three years apart. So seven, four, and one, but the oldest is 14. So the yeah. age gap is so far. So she's more like a... How's the one-year-old? Built oh, she's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's amazing. But yeah, I, like, of course. Yeah, but yeah, totally. <laughs> but just to, I, I'm glad, like being close in age, you'll see the bond Totally, yeah, more. totally. And I, I, I really wanted 
to do that. Like me and my brother were super close when we were, we were growing up, and mm-hmm. there was like exactly two years between us as well. Now, what about this new music? So I saw that you did a little secret show. That was a really emotional show, man. Like really, I, I I've sort of made this album. I had I had like a bunch of stuff happen at the beginning of the year, and I, I made an album, sort of in and around it. And I've never, I hadn't played it to anyone. And then I put this uh, show on. It was for a mental health charity. And I did, you know, like what Chappelle does. You take all the phones and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I played all the songs for the first time. And just, it was really powerful. Well, let's talk about it. What was the inspiration for the album? I had my best friend died in March. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was as I, well, actually February the 20th. But as I was uh, heading into a big court case. And then I had another mate die mid-court case. And I had some other stuff in my family that was mm-hmm. like, health issues and it was one of those things and you 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 know I'm, I've become a problem solver in my friendship group I'm sure you both of you mm-hmm. guys are problem solvers in your friendship groups and there's just certain things you can't solve mm-hmm. and death is one of them illness is one of them you know and it was just a, uh, I just wrote a record around it mostly being like cathartic and it being therapeutic for me because I had no outlet of because I was I was basically in a courtroom every single day mm-hmm. being told that I was like a thief and a liar and I had like no outlet of talking to people because I couldn't talk to anyone because I was in this case and so I just wrote a load of songs that ended up being this album that I think will come out next year but it's uh it's definitely it's the the album I've thought the least about so it was an album full of grief basically totally yeah well grief and like processing and like you know because I felt when my friend died like the next day everyone's life resumed as normal and I was sort of looking around being like no 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 the world the world has to stop for a bit you know mm-hmm. like when the queen died the world stopped like I just felt like the world had to stop and just take a, a, a moment so there's a song on there called like life goes on and it's basically just lyrics are easy come hard go but life life goes on because every like the the worst day of your life ends and the next day begins mm-hmm. and then it's a totally new day and I just it's a, a lot of processing like I've never never been to therapy before and after all of this started sort of speaking to someone and it it's very just opens up your heart well i'm mind glad to hear that well, thank you well, how long have you been going uh i started i started pretty much straight afterwards um june wow wow wow, yeah. wow. how was that first session like horrible man because he's, he's talking to a stranger and you're yeah. like you're saying like the deepest darkest secrets of like childhood trauma or like this happened when i was a kid or like this and i was things i haven't spoken to anyone about and you're telling them to an absolute stranger mm-hmm. And then you go, and how are you? And they go, mm-hmm. Because yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they, they can't uh, let you into their private life. But but yeah, it's been it's been very helpful. Sam Smith said therapy is basically someone coming in uh, and looking at your suitcase and reorganizing it for you. I love it, man. I love therapy. I go once a week. Totally. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's something, I, it's, it's still quite a like taboo thing in the UK. Everyone I know in America, like I would say nine out of 10 people do it. But in... Like even speaking to my friends about it back home, you know, I've, I've sort of mentioned it, and the reaction wasn't like "good for you." It was mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you're right," you know. Yeah. Whereas I think it is quite. It should be normalized. I think. And you're right. You are the person that I always see people commenting on how you gave them some great advice when they needed help. I totally. saw you were telling somebody from the Voice that she needs to make sure she calls her parents and speaks to them. And then also I saw another analogy you gave about dirty water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dirty water thing is, is, is actually an analogy I use about lots of things, but it actually started with um, songwriting because all these kids that I meet are like, all of my first songs are so bad, like I'm not gonna be a singer. And I was like, do you think that the first song that I wrote was thinking out loud? My first songs that I wrote were so bad, but it's basically you get into an old house, you turn on a tap and it runs muddy water for a bit. 
and you get all the muddy water out and then suddenly it starts running clear water and every now and then there's a fleck of mud and there's a little bit of dirt and there's this and there's that but it just keeps flowing and songwriting's like that but also like talking about getting your feelings and emotions are like that because you get you have to let it start flowing to actually be to get to a point so with songs i'm every time i write a bad song it doesn't get me down because i know i've got that bad song out of me and i'm the next song will hopefully be a good one but all the songs at the start were dreadful and like i i like you can pull up you can pull up songs that i wrote when i was like 14 that that are on youtube and i say it to people all the time because people always say that i was born with natural talent and i was like no it wasn't i was so bad i couldn't play guitar i couldn't sing i couldn't write songs you learn to do these things do you ever go back and listen to like the first radio show you did i try not to yeah exactly so, my, so when they try to cancel me for things i act like i don't know what they're talking about never <laughs> Heard that before. Now, when I first started in radio, I had no experience. I just went on the air mm. and didn't know what I was doing at all. And yeah, but you have is, to start, don't you? Yeah, and the more you yeah, the more comfortable that you get with. Yeah, that. you have to. I, I feel like with any profession, like anything, you have to dare to suck and also accept failure. Like mm. failure is such a great part Lesson. of. Yeah, it's <laughs> like whenever I fail in something, I'm not like, oh man that's really brought me down it's just like okay what can i learn from this situation and what's and what's the next thing and, fa- and failure failure just needs to be normalized and like people think that i never have flop singles people just think i only put out hit singles because those are the things that that they hear but there's so many times you put something out and you're like okay well that, that didn't work that didn't work so <laughs> why didn't that work and what what can i do and it's yeah there's, was the last uh, time that happened to you a flop I mean, single? Mate, I've been releasing songs all year my mantra at the beginning of the year is you know I, in between albums i'm very much like lockdown closed mm-hmm. I'm writing and people come to me all the time and they ask to do um, collaborations and at the beginning of the year I just said right for the entire year I'm going to say yes and see see what happens and I'd say like three out of ten have like really worked and they'll like the other seven are like kind of worked but on this t- type of scale that people expect from me you might say that they haven't worked but yeah, the bar is higher for you totally for- but but in my mind i was just like i'm just saying yes to everything uh and i know it's going to be good because i'm going to make sure it's good but also like whatever happens happens and some have like I did a, a song, an Afrobeat song with an artist called Fireboy DML. Oh, yeah. And it's ended up being the it's the biggest selling collaboration in England this year. It's the second big, biggest selling song of the year. I think it's the biggest uh, Afrobeat song ever in England. And that was very much just me being open to it. It, it was actually my, my friend that passed away in um, February. He was the one that hooked that up. But I didn't know that was going to be that big. I was just really? like, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. And I think it's a nice... I, I don't know if I'll do a year like this again. Because it was a hell of a lot of shooting music videos and doing this, and I saw you with yeah. papoose. Yeah, 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 precisely. Well, that, but that, but that again. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, why not? Why not? My mate, my mate, big nasty was like, yeah, I'm doing... y'all might have missed out. Everybody who didn't ask, because he was saying yes. Yeah, yeah. And it, well, there was a certain point where I had to like cut it off because I think by like July I'd committed to like twenty songs. So, you didn't so do the Rod like, Wave record. Where's the Rod Wave record? We were in touch. I was in Tampa, and mm-hmm. uh, do you know? Do you know what it was? I don't have. A phone and we no know. one else works yeah. on email so I was in temper for like three days and I messaged him but then he got back to me like a month later so <laughs> like so we are gonna do it we are gonna do it but he sampled um that you and I song he yeah, yeah. yeah yeah but yeah it will it will happen it will happen we we are in touch all right we got more with Ed Sheeran when we come back don't move it's the breakfast club good morning Jay Envy Angela Yee Charlemagne the guy we are the breakfast club we're still kicking it with Ed Sheeran yeah. Another thing you were doing was sending out some six-foot penises. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Now, how many uh, people man. got those? A few. I gave a few to like some like TV and radio personalities in in in, in England because this came out ages ago. It was Elton John's seventy-fourth birthday, and he's uh, my next-door neighbour. 
in London, and in his house, he has these rings that Eminem got him for his wedding. Diamond encrusted rings by Eminem, and they. Stuff, but it sounds painful. I don't know that you could put diamonds. I mean, I've never used a ring, but I'm, I'm assuming diamonds. Who knows? Who knows yeah. if, it, if it affects it? But did you know? What, did you know what they were when you saw them? I don't know how you. I don't know whether you put it over the shaft. Yeah, or whether you put your. P- but yeah. when you like, saw it, did you know what it was? When you saw, it, you well, like, no, oh. they said here, here are the diamond encrusted rings. Cause okay, because I'd heard about them, and okay. I, you know, it's a rumor, but actually they exist. So <laughs> it got to Elton's birthday, and he sent me like some wild stuff in the past for like my like my wedding and just all <laughs> all sorts of stuff. Some so fun things. Just stuff that I have I have up in the pub, and people like look at it and go, "Oh, who sent you?" I never this? saw no rings in the pub. No, he's really into like arty photography so i have this really really weird photo I, I don't really know how to explain it it's just like it's like a 95 year old woman who's naked with like seven dudes around her all naked as well it's 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 have I seen, did i see that, was that probably yeah you probably would have done yeah oh. and anyway so i digress it was his birthday and i was like what did you get elton john for his birthday so i have a friend that was a um a stone carver and he'd he'd made me a chessboard and i said can you make anything and he was like yeah, I can make anything. And I was like, can you do me a few iterations of marble penises? Like, I don't know if I need it a flaccid one or if it's erect and veiny or if it's like big or maybe one's sandstone, maybe one's, one's marble. So anyway, I got a bunch made. I chose one. I got it put on a plinth and I got written on it to Elton. Happy birthday, you. And uh, I was like, this is brilliant. And I sent it to him. and I heard nothing. And I was like, Uh-oh. oh, why taking it a step too far? Like, I know he's got a sense of humor, but he's also got like young kids mm-hmm. and like, did it turn up at the house? And anyway, like a week and a half later, I get I get a, uh, a FaceTime from him and he's like, I love it. <laughs> and anyway, he's bang into it. I got him a micro penis for his birthday this year. So like a really tiny marble one. Mm. Um, and then gave me through... a great Christmas gift idea. <laughs> but then for from that, like, he spoke about it in an interview and then I spoke about it in, in an interview and then all these other interviews that I was doing people were like well can I have one so I would just send them to people and then Sam Smith came around my house Sam was recording at a recording studio that um, I have uh, nearby Sam came around saw one of them that I was meant to send to Elton but I didn't like <laughs> one of the iterations and Sam was like well, I want that Sam said can I have a six foot two one and I was like, I guess so. I don't even know Why the so cost specific? of it. That's well, because right. Sam's six foot two. So he wouldn't want his exact height. So uh, look the penis in the eye. Totally, but it's two <sighs> and a half tons. Okay. Like two and a half. Do you know how heavy two it's and a half marble, tons is? Right. That's heavier than like a car. And you can't Why, have you make such heavy d***s, Ed? <laughs> I, but I've, now I've found a carver in America. So if you guys want... <laughs> if you guys want marble yeah, just not six foot two. Man. I want the contact. No, I, I can make you a small one. A small, yeah, a small, small flat. Yeah. How much are they cost? flaccid or? Uh, I mean, they range. I think the cheapest has been five grand. I think the most expensive Woo! has been forty. Let me ask you a question. You said you sent them to like personalities. Was there anybody that did like a bad review of an album or had something negative to say? So you sent it to them with a card that says "suck thing. my." No, I've sent plaques to people like that before. Like uh, when when a it, yeah, when I got bad bad reviews from my first album mm-hmm. I remember sending plaques to people you think the pop world is more fickle totally yeah pop world is very much here today gone tomorrow and I'm 31 now like I'm old for a pop star like but I when I first came out I was 18 and I was the new hot fresh young thing and then you know Shawn Mendes comes out and he's 15 and that's you're suddenly old and oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah pop world is is fickle but that's why it's just all it's all songs it's, you mm-hmm. just have to write good songs it's not it's not about anything other than songs you can have like campaigns that are based around like tiktok moments or like 
viral campaigns or doing the, yeah but but if the song isn't good it's no matter yeah. yeah but if the song's great it explodes but mm -hmm. it's, it's it helps a lot of um newer artists too or like independent artists on tiktok all of a sudden the totally. song goes viral well and and, and there's no gatekeepers really yeah. anymore it's just That's like right. you can put a song out and it was you, you know like a song like little yachty's poland it can just explode mm -hmm. and it's the people that make that happen the people are like right this song's great. Let's make this song a. Do you like Do you like Poland? Man, I listened to Poland for the it. first time this weekend, and I, I I looked at. It, I'm like, something must be wrong with my phone because yeah. it said it's only a minute and twenty okay. seconds long. I love it so much. I mean, it, you can't miss with a minute twenty second song. <laughs> I'm like, does this even register? Like, if you play it, like. But it just gets in your head. I was in I was in the studio on um, Saturday with um, Benny Blanco, and he was like, "Have you heard it?" And I was like, "Nah." And he played it to me. And the first time I heard it, I was like, I don't know what to think about this. And then it was just in my head. It yeah, just kept, yeah, playing, yeah. kept playing. That's kept what I playing. thought too. I was like, the more you play it, the more this that hook, whatever he's saying, it's like some melody he keeps saying over and over and over and over. To Poland. And I was like, what is a walk? Uh, I think it's coding. Oh. I Googled it. And apparently the company is called like Wokford Farmer or something like that. Oh. I think. Oh, okay. I was like, that, that's what Urban Dictionary says anyway. Now tell Are you me about it. Up? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> you looked it up? I was like, what I, is did, a I was thinking that time, yeah. like, what is a wok? Well, in England, a wok is a giant Here frying too. pan yeah. that you make. Yeah. So it's I just, Asian. I was like, oh, he's making noodles. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> what is a cigarette in England? <laughs> Something you can't say here, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> do they still say that? Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we do. Um, not in a song. I, I, no, but and oh no, God! Like you, I would say, I I say it in in England because it is that's what the 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 slang is. I would just never say it over here. But the the c word in England is a term of endearment, whereas over here it is like you're punched up if you're saying it. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Wow. That's a term of endearment. Yeah. I think of the word bitch or snake or rat or like cow or pig. Those are way more offensive than calling someone cow and pig. If if someone called a member of your family a pig or a cow versus something of, of the female anatomy yeah it's I mean, how you say if you say rat you know you're a rat you're a snake so much more for anyway this is this is an argument i will never win because people are offended by what they're offended by but i just no, like, i'm with you in england in my generation it is used as a term of endearment like a prick if you're like you're a prick like it's, it's that doesn't uh, sound so bad prick is like whatever I don't know, man. It's just all—it's all—it's it's all context in it, and it's all how how you say it. Because the the c word can be super offensive. I think it's super offensive if you use the t. It's it's offensive. So what do you think? In England, no one pronounces their t's, do they? Yeah. You know, you would call someone a chatty patty rather than a chatty patty. Chat pat. You know what? Another thing that here was was. Uh, different for us was the Queen mm. Queen Elizabeth's funeral and I know there was a lot why of... was it different though I feel like it was huge in England well I'm talking about here right. in the United States like we're like you know it was in the news for so long and you guys it... really care about the, the, the monarchy though why though uh, I, yeah, that, I, I, I don't, don't know that but I'll be do. wondering why do people here well it's 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 history it, like someone put it to me they were like I would prefer to have a Queen Elizabeth than a President Truss basically as in President like our, Truss well we've got oh, Prime yeah, Minister yeah, yeah, Truss yeah, yeah. as in like because every four or eight years you have someone new come in and we do have prime ministers but our, also our politics is absolutely mm -hmm. at the moment but there's something about having a head of state that's like comforting for people I think having mm -hmm. like the queen was there for you know she ruled for 70 years and I don't know she kind of felt like everyone's I, basically the monarchy lots of people disagree with it and lots mm -hmm. of people love it 
I saw the picture of you and the queen. You, you talked about it on a, on, what was you on, Colbert? Colbert, yeah, yeah. You said she farted? That's why she was smiling? <laughs> no, I didn't Are you farting? say that. No. What was it? I was standing next to a comedian that made a joke. Okay. Um, <laughs> but no, the, the mad thing about the Queen's Jubilee is I started playing guitar watching that watching on TV. It, yeah. I was 11 years old and I watched that on TV and Eric Clapton came on and played Layla and I was like, that's what I want to do. And then 10 years, exactly 10 years later, I was on the same Jubilee playing my song to you know audience wow. of england and then 10 years later again which was i think june june this year i ended up doing it again so it's it's mad like there's mad stuff around my connection with the jubilee and the queen and it means a lot to you totally yeah <laughs> is that one of those things that when you met the queen your parents were like oh ed's really doing it he's yeah, somebody they, they were there they were wow, there i brought wow, i brought wow. them down yeah i think the the times the times that have made my dad be like oh he's really doing it was actually at the jubilee as well i introduced my dad to paul mccartney and i think wow. that that was when he was like sir paul mccartney yeah all right we got more with ed sheeran when we come back don't move it's the breakfast club good morning yee would you perform at robert Kraft's wedding uh, but do you know what was mad about that is everyone always wants me to play perfect at their wedding and I've never done it because I usually play on weekends or I'm with my family and I don't want to do anything on the weekend you've never me. done perfect at a wedding and that I is the wet that's the per- in, no in pun it. intended it's the perfect wedding and when so I long. was playing it at Robert Crofts because he asked me just to play perfect so when I was playing it I was like oh this is the first time I've played it yeah. <laughs> what yeah mad mad it's fun. It was a fun, fun wedding though. Elton John was my opening act. He played just before me, and then like Meek came on stage, and it was good. I met like. Did y'all get paid for that? Uh, no, that was like a. I'm doing a show for him, so we're doing like Gillette Stadium and stuff like that. So that was more it was of a, a little. He bonus. was my first. He was my first stadium in the states. Oh, got you, got yeah. you. Got Do you, you get you. a seat at the table and like <laughs> a plate and everything? Uh, no, but they did get me some food. I was basically, <laughs> I I was basically late there. Like I'm not. He had his closest like mates there, and I'm not. I'm yeah. I'm not. I'm not that. We're but we're close. He was my first ever stadium in in the states. So when Elton John opens up for you, right? Do you ever <laughs> look and say to yourself, "I really got to step up my rider and everything else"? Because I know Elton gets everything. He gets a good. He gets a good rider. What was mad though is I was chatting to Meek while Elton was on stage, mm-hmm. and we were like here, and Elton's there playing to like a hundred people, and then I stopped the conversation. And I was like, Meek, isn't it mad that we're like? Talking over yeah, we're not John playing an intimate gig like this is like do you ever think that you'd ever be in a position where like this is normal because it just became became normal but yeah no my rider it sounds to me like you were trying to tell me shut the f- up I'm trying to listen to Elton <laughs> sounds to me like you were trying to get out the conversation no, no, no I love Meek I really really love him what if Elton would have been like guys can you stop <laughs> yeah, talking about for me <laughs> shut up um, he uh no my my rider is usually just a nice bottle of wine. Because I feel like if you ask for one thing, they're mm-hmm. gonna get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know? Actually, do you know the rumor about Madonna getting only blue M and M's? I thought yeah. I've heard that about Mariah. I've heard that about yeah. a few so, people. So yeah. do you know why people do that? Wow. So tour managers do that because they have a very extensive rider mm-hmm. of like very very specific things. Of it has to be this kind of tea and it has to be this kind of water and blah blah blah. And then they say all blue M and M's because if it's all blue M and M's, they walk into the dressing room, they see all blue M and M's, and they go right you've got everything we need in this rider and I don't need to double check it. Like, wow. I just I just thought it was a diva wow. thing, but it's it's basically they walk in and they, and they know that everything has been followed to the T, basically. Wow. Fascinating, now, isn't it? I, I saw people congratulate, well, not congratulating you, but they were bigging you up because you kept their ticket prices reasonable. Yeah. Are you doing that because you're aware of how the economy is now? I used to go to gigs as a kid and the tickets that I bought I could always afford and I could mm-hmm. go with my friends and I don't want to like 
without sounding crass like what what is the extra money going to do for my life mm-hmm. like i would rather play sold out gigs everywhere in the world than have an extra x amount of whatever and like i know how much my show costs and i know how much i kind of want to walk away with and after that i'm sort of fine with it and i'm sure your merch does amazing too totally yeah and you know and people coming to the gigs like this isn't going to be the last time i tour you want repeat business you want people being like do you know what i went to that show with all of my mates and we had a great time and we'll go next time and this is what i've done for my entire career is just like make tickets reasonable and affordable and they will come and my last tour was the biggest selling tour in the world and the highest grossing as well so we still made Mm-hmm. good money and everyone came to the gig so I'm just you know I don't believe in the platinum seats and the mm-hmm. VIP areas and the sold meet and greets like we do partnerships with uh, radio stations for meet and greets and it's always free and it's always competition so fans actually enter the competitions they're excited to go they don't feel like they're parting with money to meet you and feel cheated out of it and there's just ways that I like to do it and it's always worked so I'm not going to change it you said something just now about doing not wanting to do things that you don't believe in how hard is it not to be a clout chaser in 2022 because I know people probably come to you and be like you know Ed this person's doing this and this person's doing that maybe you should try to do this type of record or maybe you should take a picture doing this totally well I mean TikTok is that I never really understood TikTok but TikTok controls songs now really there's a team in the UK that come to me and they go, well, these are the trends. And I'll go, well, this is quite funny and this is quite funny. And I'll just <laughs> choose the things that I mm-hmm. want to do. So I guess that is kind of chasing clout, but it's essentially that's how you advertise your music now. In in terms of like genres, like I'm, I love spanning all genres. I like mm-hmm. trying different things. I like making like anything. I've sung in Italian, I've sung in French, I've sung in Japanese. I'm, I'm, I'm up for trying anything. But I think you have to walk into something with a somewhat, knowledge of it and respect of it rather than just being like oh that's the hot thing i'm 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 gonna do that so when i first made afrobeat i moved to ghana and lived there for a month and wow. like made a lot of music that wasn't just my music i made music that went on other people's projects and stuff how was that experience living in ghana for Amazing. a month so good did you so go good. to like the door no return and all of that stuff we the slave castles no we went to the guy that i went with uh fuse odg he had a house there and he had a studio in his house and I mean we went out and about mm-hmm. but like not like hugely we, went, we would like r- go for runs and, and, and stuff like that but what the thing I loved about it is you'd be in the studio all day making these songs and then a phone call would be made 200 people would turn up to the house and then you'd have a party to the songs with that said do you have a hard time just selling music nowadays and what I mean by that is people want your life totally they want to know about the wife and the kids like but well, no I just want to give them the music it's an odd line, isn't it? Because I think, well, I think kids are always off off the table. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no there's no point with with that. But it's it's interesting with my life with Cherry because the songs are about it. So there's obviously interest in it. And mm-hmm. you know, we're shooting a documentary at the moment around my life, and there was a big conversation about what do we include. And I think that as long as it's honest and it and it links in with a theme of something that's in a song like there's no point putting something in if it is just detrimental to your life i think but yeah it's definitely there's a fine line isn't it because mm-hmm. i'm yeah we're, we're all public figures everyone's interested in what you talk about your personal life on the radio you talk about your personal life on the radio therefore you've somewhat opened the door but then there's also this boundary preaching privacy right. of being mm-hmm. like oh actually i'm a i'm a i'm a human being um, that sometimes people forget. So yeah, it's a very fine line. But that's why I like you've been to my house in Suffolk. Like that's why I live where I live, and I don't live in Los Angeles, and I don't. Um, my life 
as a celebrity is switched on when it needs to be switched on. So I come to New York and I'm working this week. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing the TVs and I'm doing the radios and I'm, I'm a celebrity for the week. But when I go home, I'm a friend, I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I'm a son. And that's my, like, I've, I, you can't bring celebrity baggage into a pub in Suffolk. You, just, right. you just have to be yourself. Well, no. what, what if the pub is in your yard <laughs> well, right I mean, next that, to your house? Like. Yeah, I mean, that is, do you know, actually, since you, you came and then basically the pandemic happened, that pub hasn't really been properly used as a what? pub. What? Yeah, it's weird. Like, the kind of way of hanging out, I don't, I don't know if it's changed here, but the way of hanging out in England is very different. It's not like 20 people go to, I'll meet up with like a mate and go to a mm -hmm. pub, but it used to just be a bit more free, I feel. I would think that uh, that would be the place everybody would have came to hang out during the pandemic. Because yeah, y'all are in your little bubble right I there. Don't know, I don't know how it was here, but like, it was very much people were trying to catch you out. So like... The, yeah, being irresponsible. Yeah, so like a oh, neighbor, you, a neighbor you. of someone might tell the press of you know right. someone coming around. And then and, you have kids and a family too, and yeah, I yeah, think totally. you have to be more responsible mm -hmm. when you have that. To well, we actually didn't have we didn't have a kid for the first half. Ch Cherry was pregnant for the first half, mm -hmm. but that's how we kept it so quiet. No right, one knew she was pregnant. Knew. Yeah. <laughs> so can we expect a new album? You said some track is coming. Yeah, some track is coming. Uh, there's a new album, and then there's new music. I'm basically like I'm in the most creative part of my life I feel because mm -hmm. I've the pressure of every album having to be this like gargantuan pop machine is off I've had five of them now and mm. I feel like now's the time to actually explore doing stuff and taking risks because I'm, I'm going to be on a stadium tour for five years so even if I put out an album and it bombs I'm still playing to 92,000 people that night you know it's no, there's no I don't feel the pressure of it. You're going on tour for the next five years? And we, well, including this year. Yeah, we finish in 2026. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. It's my guy, Ed Sheeran, man. Ed, thank you for coming, brother. Yeah, thank thanks you. for always stopping by to see us. Yeah, I know yeah. you don't have to, but it's nice. I love it. I love it. It's always, it's, it's always the best interview of the day for me. I love it. All right, it's my man, Ed Sheeran. It's The Breakfast Club.
All right. Well, this seems to be happening all the time in this music business. Glorilla is talking about the FNF song and how she hasn't made any money from that song. This is all in response to Hit Kid, who is publicly claiming that there could be a potential legal battle on the way. He posted, I told you and your manager every day that we was in L.A. with Sweetie, that labels are going to try to sign you because of FNF, so watch out. I also told you to let me know when labels reach out so we can be on the same page. But you still went and signed my song without telling me. He said, I did my best to protect you and the girls. This is only a portion of what I've been through. I'm bringing light to this before word get out like I'm the bad guy. I'm a stand-up guy, and I stand on business and morals. Well, Glorilla says... And we're done made so much money from FNF and I haven't made not one red cent other than shows, but I'm still prospering because guess what? I can rap in real life and ain't no MF one hit wonder. I wrote every single lyric and every single song I ever put out. And even after all this, I still got love for Hit Kid because we came up together, even though he'd been going behind my back ever since the song blew up. But that's another story for another day. I just hate the fact he had to bring the business to social media when I could have been came out about the snake ish he'd been doing to me. Here's what else Glorilla had to say. My label means with me. I'm like, me and he get a good duo, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I, I'm telling him, if I sign y'all, you know what I'm saying? I want him to come with me. I'm saying that the whole time. And then another thing he kept saying, if they want to, they're going to have to pay me. I forgot exactly what amount he said. He just said between 100K or 500K. They're going to have to pay me for this song. He got the same thing. He kept saying labels called me. So I'm like, he on some other He's saying I use CMG lawyers. My lawyer is not a CMG lawyer. He was trying to get me to use his lawyer, though. Wrote that box. He just said, say it again at the end. That's the only thing he contributed to that song. If FNF would have won, me and him would have won the award. Bam. That didn't happen. I won. All right. She also, uh, that was her response to Hit Kid saying, I told her and her manager not to use the lawyers from the label. They still did. I'm the last person to lie to make me look good. And she responded, N-word's been salty ever since I signed a label to be a group for $0 SMH. One more thing before I log out. N-word, you signed a song away the first week without me knowing for 50K because you didn't know how big it was going to be. Should I keep going? So I mean, the record was both of their records, right? When it came out, it just wasn't Glorilla's. It was Hit Kids and Glorilla. Mm-hmm. But they weren't a group, so she could sign to whoever she wanted to sign, right? <sighs> this I feel like this happens all the time. Why they just not splitting the proceeds of the record together? I think they did say, and now this is according to uh, Kadeem Phillips, uh, the founder of Power Entertainment, who broke down the deal mm-hmm. with Glorilla and Hit Kid. Now he said, let me address this from the business side because I see a lot of confusion. End of the day, Anthony Holmes did great business. He gave up 50% of the masters and 50% of the publishing for FNF directly to Glow. We actually did everything to protect Glow from the industry and herself. Honestly, Glow independently collects the money for FNF. It's all hers. She just doesn't own the song and never will. We actually saved her from losing millions and Glow was able to get a deal without having to sell her independent record. FNF was created to help all the girls, not for CMG, just like Tony doesn't own Tomorrow or Bless. Glow doesn't own FNF since Hit Kid put the song out, which was always the plan. Glow and Hit Kid get 50% split evenly of all the money brought in. Yeah, so they split the money. And he said, unfortunately, CMG froze all the money, even Glow money, in their latest claim to us. And she responded, shut your big crybaby ass up. <laughs> 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 all right. So, yes. Seems I, like It seems like Glow has 50%, they have 50%, but it seems like CMG wants to record on her project. That's what it seems like. Right. They just gotta pay for it. it happens all the time. 
All right. Well, now they're going back and forth about that. Mm-hmm. We see this, though. You know, people uh, do stuff together. Then things blow up and maybe you didn't anticipate what was going to happen. That happens all the time. All the time. An artist comes out with a record. The record blows up. A label tries to sign it and tries to get that record. But the record might be owned to somebody else. They just got to pay for it. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Missy. Charlamagne, who are you giving that down to? Man, four after the hour. Let's talk about how one wrong decision can ruin your whole life, guys. All right. Let's talk about it. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Donkey of the day with Charlamagne the God. I don't know why y'all keep letting him get y'all like this. Well, it's not me, Duval. It's Florida. Uh, donkey of the day for Tuesday, October 18th goes to two Florida men. William Hale, 35 years old, and Frank Allison, 43 years old. Now, what does your Uncle Charlotte always say about the great state of Florida? Huh? Repeat after me. The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida, and today is no exception. Now, we all know. In Florida, you don't need a permit or license to buy a gun, okay? Any gun, by the way. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're 18 and older, you can buy as many guns as you want at one time in good old Florida. 21 handgun, 18 rifle. Wait, they, okay, so shotguns, rifles, handguns, AR-15s, easy. Easy, easy to buy, okay? I ran across this article on CBS News. It's a few years old, but they said that uh, five things that are more complicated to buy in Florida than guns. Would you like to know what those five things are? Cold medicine. Mm-hmm. A marriage license. Okay. Fertilizer. All right. Anti-diarrhea medication. Whoa. And medical marijuana. Mm. All more complicated to buy in Florida than a gun. Why am I saying all of this is because this is what you need to think about when you're in Florida. Okay, I don't care where you're from or what you hold, and just know when you're in Florida, you got guns, they got guns too. Okay, which is why when I hear stories like the ones I'm about to tell you this morning, it should be a reminder to us all to mind our business, but especially... When in Florida, because as adults, uh, our poor choices impact more than us. Okay, this is why I don't understand why people with families, folks with young kids don't make better decisions because it's not about you, bro. All right, it's about you churning them. And these two dads who have been charged with attempted murder clearly don't care about their families because these two fools decided to open fire on each other. And in the process, they both shot each other's daughters. I said, I said, These two fools decided to open fire on each other, and in the process, they both shot each other's daughters. I can't make this kind of stuff up. Let's go to Action News Jacksonville for the report, please. Authorities say 35-year-old William Joseph Hale of Douglas, Georgia, and 43-year-old Frank Gillard Allison of Callahan were involved in the incident traveling northbound on US-1, initially coming from the Jacksonville area. Leeper says both were speeding and driving erratically and brake-checking each other. At some point in the encounter, both exchanged gunfire. The shootings ended up hurting both of their daughters. You can hear the chaotic scene in this 911 call moments after the road rage shooting. Both girls were transported to the hospital once police arrived. Thankfully, no one was killed in this incident, but it could have been very easily turned out that way because two people were acting stupid and let their tempers get the best of them. There could have been two dead kids because of two stupid grown men. Come on, man. What is this? Call a daddy? Okay. As a dad, I feel like our only job is to protect and provide. All right. There's no way that I am providing the safety my child needs if I decide I want to shoot at someone in traffic. And this is also when you know a person never learned the golden rule in kindergarten. You know, that whole doing the doing the others as you would have them doing the you thing, because I would never 
shoot at someone while my child was in the car with me unless our lives were in extreme danger simply because I wouldn't want someone shooting at me with my daughter in the car. And that's my biggest question. Did these guys know that both of them had their daughters in the car? Frank's daughter was 14. Okay, William had to see her. Poor girl got shot in the back and now she has a collapsed lung. William's daughter is five and she was hitting the leg. The five-year-old might have been in a car seat in the back, but damn, if you saw that 14-year-old girl in the car with her dad and still open fire, or if you saw the five-year-old in the car with her dad and still open fire, man, y'all some cold-hearted individuals. Here's the thing. One wrong decision can ruin your whole life. Okay, both of these daughters could be dead. Hell, they could have gotten shot while driving, ran off the road, crashed, killed themselves and others all because of some damn road rage. I know, I know. You're asking why, why, why would something like this happen? Well, the answer is simple. Okay, one word, two or three syllables, depending on how, on how you pronounce it, uh, and that is flow, rye, duh. Okay, please give William Hale and Frank Allison the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey mm. of the day. You are the donkey of the day. Those poor girls probably going to never want to ride in the car ever again. Never. Especially the 14-year-old. The 5-year-old might, you know, maybe nope. grow up and forget about it. I doubt it. Mm-mm. But they never going to want to ride a car ever again, especially with daddy. Nope. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. And what if that was? What if the, like that was his 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 time with his children? What if they like? I mean, like a stepdaughter. Like, yeah. No, 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 no. What if that's his kids, but they not married? So that's his like court ordered appointed custody. Ooh. What if that for both of them? Can you imagine? Wow. No. You never, never get. You never getting custody again, ever nope. again. I'm not leaving my children with you. No way. Never leaving my children with you ever. All right. Well, let's open up the phone lines. We see in this instance uh, a one bad decision ruined both of their families' lives. So we're asking. For sure. 800-585-1051. Has a bad decision almost ruined your life? Almost? Almost. I don't even know what that means. Almost ruined your life. Either your life got ruined or it didn't. Well, all right. You, you made a bad decision that almost ruined your life. Your life ain't over, but it almost did. Maybe it took a while to get back. Mm. Afterward. Oh, that's a good question. Eight hundred five eight five. It feels like you're thinking about something in particular. Oh, they know what my bad decision was. <laughs> Let's not, not assume that. I'm not talking about it. Was it just for men on your chin? Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Because it don't look real. That's what I mean. No, that, that's up, why it's man. a bad decision. No, no, there's more it's not natural. Bad there's more natural looking dyes out there. Eight hundred. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. Has a bad decision almost ruined your life? Something that you did almost. Took you down forever. I be feeling like those bad decisions be getting your life on track sometime, though. You know what I'm saying? But like, it almost ruined your life, but it got you back on track. Yeah, but with you, well, yeah. You can see, you can see where it's going. If you're, if you're wise, that's what I said. They say uh, smart people learn from their own mistakes. Wise people learn from the mistakes of others, right? So sometimes you see things, and you can see where you're headed if you don't uh, nip things in the butt. Fix bud. it up. All right. Yeah. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, uh, Charlamagne gave donkey today to two individuals. Yeah, two fathers in Florida, uh, William Hale and Frank Allison, 35 and 43 years old. They got into a shootout over a road rage, in- road rage incident, and both of them had their daughters in their car, so their daughters got hit. Thankfully, not dead, but one of the daughters got shot in the back and has a collapsed lung. Mm-hmm. The other daughter got hit in the leg, sadly. 
So we're asking 800-585-1051. Have you ever got into an incident that almost ruined your life? A bad decision that almost ruined your life? Yee? I've definitely made bad decisions, but I don't know about something that almost ruined my life. Things have changed my life, but ruined is a strong word. Okay. So I'm going to say no. Has a bad decision almost ruined my life? In my mind, yeah. In my mind, I could see that if I kept going down, you know, a certain path, or as my daddy would say, if I don't change my, you know, uh, lifestyle, I'm going to ruin my life. So... I don't know. That's that, like, yeah, I do feel like ruined is a strong word, but I feel like, you know, bad. a lot of those bad decisions and bad choices got me on the right track. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So so I didn't ruin my life. Okay. I mean, I, I, could, I could think of when I did something stupid in college, stealing out of a store. That could have ruined my life. Oh, my gosh. It could have. What did you steal? <laughs> Nothing. It was allegedly. But I, it could have. What? Why? Because um, I could have got arrested. It could have got a felony. It could have been a felony, a felony on my life. Yeah, I got a couple of those. That much money? Of something that valuable was it? Are you snitching on me? Larceny? Yes, grand larceny. But <laughs> or even cheating on your spouse. Okay. Don't point. Don't point at me. Okay, I don't even know why you put your little hand out at me. It's both of us. Hey, no, 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 no. If you want to have this conversation, you have this conversation amongst yourself. <laughs> I don't want okay, to have this but I do agree with that though. But I, but but I agree with it's that a, based it's, off it's, smart people learn from their own mistakes. Right. Wise people learn from the mistakes of others. I saw the route my dad's life took. You know what I mean? And not just my dad. I, I, there's not a man I know who cheated on their wife and their life was better for it. I don't know any. No. I'm not saying that there isn't out there. I'm just talking about the, personally in my right. life. The ones I've seen, they all, you know, tell me how much they regret it later. And I can see how the quality, quality of their life went down. So, bad choice, bad decision could have ruined my life. That's right. But based on that, that is what got me to get on the right path because when I saw myself going down that same path I thought about all of those individuals like I don't want that and I don't want that for my family I'm not about to do that do to my family what I saw uh, other people do to theirs well let's go to the phone lines hello who's this it's Raphael Trucker Gang Gang you heard Raphael hey blow blow the horn one more time for the people there you go now what what um what decision did you make that almost ruined your life all right, um, this, this is a while back. First of all, let me start off by saying God bless, and I appreciate it being on live with you guys. I hear you guys every morning uh, through iHeartRadio. And, um, yeah, so what my story is, um, a while back, man, I was, uh, I would say, like, I was 18 years old, and I lived in a rough environment like everybody else and shit like that. And um, I, was, uh, I, I was working in Bowles, and I had a really good career, man. I was going up, uh, you know, up the ladder and stuff like that. And the company was uh, looking for people to move to uh, South Carolina because the, the new uh, factory was getting built over there. Mm-hmm. So um, I went down there, you know, we looked at houses and stuff like that. Man, the company was looking out uh, for the employees at the time. And um, so I filled out the paperwork. You know, I called my mother and I'm like, mom, man, you know, like every boy's dream at that time. Mom, I'm going to take you out of the ghetto. You know, we're good. We're good. So I I come back, I heard some stuff, and I had a little punk 22 in the car. And uh, I was getting out of work on Route 9, and I got pulled over. And I got arrested. And right there, in one quick second, you know, one quick minute, I ended up losing everything that I really worked hard for. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sorry to hear that, bro. uh, But before you guys guys cut me off, I was really, truly uh, calling because uh, I hear you guys every morning, man. Uh, You guys are really... uh, 
a good influence and stuff like that for people and stuff like that. But I was just calling because today's my uh, my uh, my birthday, and I was born in uh, like Charlemagne say, I was born in the 1900. <laughs> That's right. Happy birthday, brother. Happy birthday, King. I appreciate y'all, man. Real talk, man. God bless and keep doing what you guys do. You heard? Thank you, brother. Hello, who's this? Oh, Aisha. Hey, Aisha. We're talking about a bad decision that almost ruined your life. Yes. And first off, hey, everybody. Peace. Um, but I was a very reckless and wild kid. I was very angry. Um, I had a, me and my sister got to an argument, and my ex had a gun. <laughs> While me and my sister are arguing, going at it, going at it, I told my ex, I was like, get the gun. Like, I was ready to kill my sister right then and there. Wow. And I'm glad I did not. We're glad you did it. Yeah, because the relationship we have today, I'm very, I'm going to cry. I'm very much thankful for it. But I just know, like, if I would have did that, one, I would have lost my life in jail. Um, and then, two, I wouldn't have the relationship that I have my sister, you know, today. And I'm just glad I didn't do that. But that was a very traumatic moment for me mm. and for her as well. Because she was like, you're going to kill me? You're going to kill me? And I was like, yeah, like, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of this. Mm. Da, 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 da. And, yeah, that's that's my story. Well, thank you. Thank God you didn't shoot your sister. Thank God. Yes, I mean she's. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she's alive and well. We have a great relationship. Did that make I y'all closer? No, that did not. Uh, we actually didn't talk until I got pregnant with my son, and that's actually what brought us closer together. Um, mm-hmm. Plus, we grew up in a household. My mom, she wasn't really like so loving. She used to always put us against each other, like, "Oh, well, your sister said this about you." You're like just just little dumb stuff. Um, so we really have a, a strange relationship until we actually got of age. I think like at 20, 23 is when we actually started talking and having like a sisterly bond and, you know, talking about what we went through. And, you know, I was like, you know, do you forgive me? I'm so sorry I even thought to do that. But, yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for calling and sharing your story. You're very much welcome. Can I, can I say one more thing? Go ahead, Mama. I know we're talking about like a, a sad thing, but I need some backdoor access like Trav, like Trav do <laughs> to you and freaking uh, Uncle Charla because I swear that boy, he got a back line either through y'all butt or through y'all mouth. Mm. But I love y'all though. Wow. Well, well since, 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 since you found us out, it's through the butthole, man. <laughs> Are you willing to go that route? <laughs> Are you willing to no, go that route? No, we don't, we don't want you back there. <laughs> we're, we're married. I understand you guys are married, but only I know trav. y'all probably do a little sink to dink on the side. No, we definitely no, don't. Can, only Black trav men can don't go that cheat. way. We, aren't we sitting here having conversations about mistakes that almost ruined our lives? Didn't you just say trav uh, goes that butt. way? Right, and a little butt play is not going to ruin your life. It just might hurt your butt, but it's not going to ruin your See, life. See, I didn't it's know you was being literal. I thought we was playing about, you know, how somebody gets through the phone line, but then, you know. <laughs> he said a little butt play is going to ruin your Jesus life. Jesus Christ. It, yes, it would. 800 <laughs> We're asking, has a bad addicted. decision almost ruined your life? Call us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it, man. I Call me. Add your opinions to The Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us. Uh, Charlamagne gave donkey today to two dads, right? Yeah, man. Two dads in Florida. Uh, William Hale, 35 years old. Frank Allison, 43 years old. Got into a shootout mm. over a road rage incident. And both of their daughters was in the cars with them. And one of their daughters got shot in the back and has a collapsed lung. Now the other daughter got shot in the leg. 14 years old and five years old, man. Come on, man. So we're asking, has a bad decision almost ruined your life? Hello, who's this? 
Hi, um, this is Sarah from Florida. Hey, Sarah from Florida. Florida, Florida, Florida. And this story is from Florida. What want happened, you to know. Mama? I need y'all to understand something, okay? Florida, back in the day, we was, it was rednecks. You know, they slept with their sisters and in-laws, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. The quick update today is from everybody in the entire nation moving down here. I don't know what's in the air, what's in the water. Y'all love it down here, and y'all bring y'all crazy down here. Okay, fair enough. So what happened, Mama? <laughs> so for me, um, so my son is 17. Um, when he was about five or six, we, um, I was taking him to school. And if anybody knows me, I'm always running late, always running late. Mm-hmm. So this particular time, I'm running late, but the lady in front of me is driving a little slow. So I go around her uh, respectfully, but I guess she felt like I was doing it disrespectfully. And um, she ended up coming behind me. So when I got to the school, I made a U-turn around that just by the exit. But when how she was coming, it was like I was cutting her off. So she took the opportunity to confront me. So she's all outside my um, door, just, you know, going off, be this, be where that, 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 that. You put my kids in danger. I did not. We were all going to the limit. So it was slow, like 10 miles an hour. So really. But what ended up happening was what I went wrong is I ended up getting out the car to be more, you know, a little bit closer to what she was saying, to hear her a little bit better. So with the, and you know how people are when you're arguing in front of each other. She ended up like kind of like poking me in my head. Mm-mm. When I swatted her hand away, she swung on me, and we went to fighting. We went to fighting. We were throwing down. We were stomping. We were going hard. Her kids, which was one of them, I think, went to the school, the elementary school that my son went, and the other one maybe was in middle school, tried to jump in. So not only was I fighting the mom, I was being jumped by her two children. Goodness. So you lost. <laughs> you lost. After that, some other people pulled us apart. But at that point, I was in such a rage I had to go pop the chomp, you know, and I popped the chomp, got my tire iron off, and went to decorating her car. Uh, before that, actually before that, she got back in her car. I went around her side, tried to pull her out. We went to fighting again. She tried to get back in her car, called 911. At that point, I was so mad. I popped the chomp, got the tire out, and went decorating her car, bust out all her windows. Finally called. Oh, my gosh. And I thought, why? And I don't know what in my mind I thought that I had the law on my side. I'm thinking, oh, she started it. I might have finished it, but she started it, you know? So she's going to jail, obviously. OPD got there. I should have known. OPD, very corrupt. I hate them. I try to respect police officers, but OPD makes it very hard. If you know, you know. Um, And they came, didn't want to hear anything I had to say, um, and then went to talk to her. as They were, uh, you know, she was the victim, you know what Finally came back to me, and I was like, well, if you want to hear what I have to say, well, go ahead. I mean, it really doesn't matter. Excuse me? Ended up taking my report. I went to jail. I got hit with five charges. Damn. Um, this is still going. with a deadly weapon. Child abuse. Oh, my God. Um, All because you lost and the And how fight. do you explain that? Child All because abuse. you can't fight. I, no, no. I, I want that mama's ass, but I ain't going to hit the children. <laughs> <laughs> I would... And you know you woke some ass because you, your mugshot, my baby daddy told me, he was like, when I got your mugshot, you look so happy and so crazy at the same time. Oh, my I God. I explain it. I know. Your hair so was messed up. up. In a jail. Yeah, I ended up. Your hair was messed up. My <laughs> was still the same. But the thing is, I went to jail still for five cute. days. My, when my dad found out one of my charges, he refused to come get me. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I don't blame him. I was so... Like, I, I don't, I don't. At the 
this part I don't. I was in jail. You know how you think about jail, you know, when you think about uh, all those jail movies, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I got to, you know, I got to make sure I survive in here, you know. I'm getting cool with people. I'm doing people hair, you know. You only in there five the days. I was in it. Five days was like five years, you know what I'm saying? I was in the trenches, you know what I mean? You was in the trenches. You know, I, 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 I done seen, what, what was it, HBO, what was it, uh, Locked Up? I done seen Locked Up before. So in five days, they had you braiding here in five days. I was braiding here. I was making sure people were good. But when they came to saw them, you know what I mean? And, you know, when they called my name, I had to go around the yard and let everybody know I was leaving. You know what I'm saying? They gave me a little... A little party, you know, everybody put their trays up. I cannot. Now, now, now tell me how this story ends, because I need to know if this is a good short film or not. Tell me <laughs> how this story, story ends. Ended, the story ended with a. What, the story ended with me learning that your anger can really put you in situations where you don't want to be. Single mom, um, you know, I had aspirations to go to school, and it ended up ruining my life for the moment. I had to go, I was on probation. Um, the. I was being railroaded in the court system. Um, no one wanted to hear my my plight, mm. um, and I uh, lost my job. Mm. Um, I had to make odd, you know, clean houses. I tried to go to school. Um, it, depression. I just felt like I made the most, the biggest decision off of emotion, wow. the most wrong decision off of emotion, and it just brought us back. But what happened was. I researched, there was places, Goodwill had a program where they allowed people to get their records expunged. You just have to go through a program. Okay. And that's what I did. You know, my record is expunged. You know, I'm able to, it didn't affect me. I'm, I'm hopefully, I can get into nursing school soon. That's my goal, my dream. Okay. Jeez. And I also want to be able to write a book about, you know, a single, mother's way to, a single mother's way to live life. Wow. How to navigate life. Because I always felt like, Life is not about you trying to live in it, but navigate through it. All right. Well, what's the moral of the story? That was a long story. Yeah, it was. <laughs> the moral of the story? I think the moral of the story is, you know, smart people learn from their own mistakes, wise people learn from the mistakes of others. So I hope that, you know, y'all listen to some of these stories of people calling in today or even hear our own stories and y'all don't make those same mistakes that we made. All right. Well, we That's got rumors on the way? Yes. Let's talk about a $200 million deal. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right, well, we told you about Gunna getting denied bond on his third attempt last week, but he has filed for bond for a fourth time. So we'll see if this sees anything happen now. So we'll keep you updated on what's happening with Gunna and his legal team's uh, comments and what they have to say. All right. Uh, Charles Barkley has signed a 10-year deal with TNT. Reportedly, that deal is worth over $100 million and could approach $200 million. Well, damn. Yeah, drop on the clues bumps with Charles Barkley. I heard the whole squad sign, though. Shaq and Kenny and Ernie, I heard they all resigned. Yeah, so in, inside the NBA, they said, uh, er, you know, he's alongside Ernie Johnson, Shaq, Kenny Smith. They're currently on a $10 million per season contract that's set to expire after the 2024 to 2025 season. And Charles Barkley said, we're all a big family. Ernie, Kenny, and Shaq are brothers to me, and I wouldn't still be here if it wasn't for them and all the amazing people who work on our show. I'm not going to lie, though. This is a life-altering deal, and I'm blessed to be able to do live television for a living. Hey, man, that's a great gig. Drop on the clues bombs for Inside the NBA. NBA season starts tonight, right? Yeah, tonight. 
Now, you know, remember I was telling you they tried to get uh, Charles Barkley to do that deal with Liv Golf, mm-hmm. and he didn't do it. He turned it down. Well, that wouldn't have made no sense, even though it would probably have been a lot of money. But it's like, does Charles Barkley really want to report on golf? He loves basketball. Mm-hmm. And do you, you know, like, why? Why why quit inside the NBA? Well, they tried it, and he said no. Mm-hmm. All right, Cesar Emanuel from VH1, from Black Inc. He recently did an interview with GCI host Charmaine. She's a former cast member of Black Inc. also in Chicago. And Cesar is from New York. And if you saw, there was a video where he was abusing a dog. And now he's talking about what happened and how he's gotten therapy. Do you regret that mistake that you made? Uh, I regret it 100%. Like, sometimes I wish I could take that night back, but like, you can't you can't take nothing back. And that's the, that's the messed up part about it because in my anger, like my two seconds of anger, I lost it. And honestly, I was going through a lot. Like, I didn't know how much stuff I was going through until after this dog situation, I got therapy. I didn't know how, you know what I mean? After being on 10 years, how much losses, how many people died, and I just kept working and kept building. I never really got to, how can you say, heal of anything, you feel me? All right, he goes on to talk about everything that he's lost because of that situation. I done lost loves, I done lost, I mean, loved ones, I done lost people that, you know what I mean, really mean something to me. I know lost fiancés. I know lost a lot of things. Being on TV, sometimes you just get caught up in the machine that you don't really get to mend anything that you've been yeah. through. So you're walking around with wounds that's just open. And but you're trying to be a man, saying men ain't supposed to cry, men ain't supposed to do this. You're not understanding. You're doing more damage to yourself than anything. That shouldn't have happened. I'm more intelligent in that, that couple of seconds. Basically cost me a lot. Man, stop telling men they can't express emotions, man. Yes, men, you can express emotions, all right? And then when you wonder why you got a generation of sociopaths running around, it's because you keep telling them not to feel nothing. I'm glad that that brother uh, went out and got the healing he deserves, man. All right, now Jay-Z is trying to figure out how much money Duce has really made for Bacardi, and he's suing in order to find out he's filed a lawsuit against his partners at Bacardi. He wants to get that information. He wants financial clarity. This is according to TMZ. They got the documents. And so they've been in ownership, co-ownership for Duce since 2011. And he wants all the books and records, the location of all warehouses that are storing the Duce barrels, bottles, and accessories, and info regarding Bacardi's physical inventory and its inventory process. So not sure why these demands are being made. Maybe it's kind of an audit to make sure everything is on the up and up. Hey, it's all business, baby. Happens all the time. Sometimes you got to run some audits, file some lawsuits to see what's really going on. All right, now Roy Jones Jr. is looking for somebody to fight him. He needs an opponent, and he has signed it with Celebrity Boxing. And so he's 53 years old. He recently signed that contract. According to Damon Feldman, who is the founder of Celebrity Boxing, he said, we're so excited. It's our biggest event ever, and we're looking for a big opponent for Roy. What do y'all think? What do you mean, what do I think? Who could fight Roy Jones Jr. in Celebrity Boxing? His last, I remember and he celebrity Mike boxing? That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no celebrity boxer that should be in the ring with Roy Jones. Even at Roy Jones' age now, muscle memory will cause you to get hurt by Roy Jones. No celebrity should be in the ring with him. If he wants to do another one of those exhibition matches like he did with Mike Tyson, yeah, something like that. Another boxer, maybe, but not no celebrity. <laughs> 
All right. Well, that is your rumor report. <sighs> That's right. I guess this is the part where um, they want me to lie to you and tell you that the People's Choice Mix is up next. It is uh, up next. It is up next. But, you know, there's no request. Okay? So it's pointless to even call the number 1-800-585-1051 because Envy's not even here. He left the mix. It's pre-recorded. Okay? All right. It's the Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. All right, we got a shout to Ed Sheeran for joining us this morning. My guy, Ed Sheeran, uh, he announced the name of his new album. It's called Subtract. And uh, he's going on tour. The Mathematics Tour is coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So shout to Ed Sheeran. And you got a positive note for the people? Positive note is simply this, man. Uh, it doesn't matter how dirty others play you. Karma has a big appetite these days. So move with pure intentions. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus.